Right, let's look at our Bible is not past the tense ready. As we go into the Word of God. Today I'll be sharing a very interesting subject that the Lord placed on my heart this week. And it's not a serious teaching, but something that will of course prepare us for different times and seasons. And so today I'm going to be sharing on a teaching that I've entitled Handling Hard Times. How to handle hard times. And one of the reasons I'm actually sharing this teaching and one of the reasons why I'm actually teaching us how to handle hard times is because sometimes many people don't know how to handle these difficult times. Sometimes many people don't know how to stand and even handle these difficult situations. And so it's important to be trained how to handle such things because the Bible actually shows us that time may come that we get to pass through fire. A time may come where we may get to pass through waters. But in as much as we also get to pass through the valley of the shadow of death, how are we going to handle it? Amen and amen. I don't know how things may be going in your life right now, but I pray may you listen to this word with an open heart. As you listen to this word, may God minister to you. Don't, don't even wait for the service to be over, as this message is, is, is being preached. I pray may God actually touch you. As we are as we are listening to this message right now, I can I can I can already perceive certain areas that I need to touch. And some of the things that I'm going to be saying might be very prophetic and might be even touching your exact situation. Hence get ready for anything at any time. God is in this place. Amen. Alright. Now, as a minister of the gospel, and of course as someone that is a student of the word, I've gotten to realize there are so many great benefits that the Lord gets to show us through the scriptures. They are wonderful and glorious things that are there made available for us as believers. Yet again, I've gotten to see from experience that inasmuch as there are great benefits, there are also certain situations that perhaps we as believers get to pass through. Situations that perhaps may not be pleasing. I've come to realize that when we are in seasons where things are very good, it is easy for us to glorify the Lord. It is easy for us to say, look what the Lord has done. 
It is easy for us to declare that he is great and mighty. But when we pass through seasons where things are very tough, suddenly our confidence in God is harassed. And we are unable to say, God, you are great. We are able to say, God, you are still faithful. But things that come out of our mouth is, Lord, why me? Lord, where are you? Lord, what have I done? And so that actually exposes that many people don't really know how to handle difficult times and seasons. And then they actually need to be prepared for it. What is the reality of things right now that you are facing? How are things at home? How are things in your family? The scriptures, of course, have declared how great you're going to be. But what is the reality of things right now? Are things well? Are there struggles that you're going through? Are there hardships that you're going through? How are you dealing with such things? You see, the Bible actually shows us how Paul sent a man by the name of Timothy to Thessalonica. And he sent them to Thessalonica to check, rather he sent him to Thessalonica to check on the believers. Why? Because the believers at that time were going through tribulations. They were going through hard times. And Paul ended up saying, I had to send Timothy to you that you may be strengthened in your faith and so that our works may not go into vain. That's very scary to get to hear someone, a minister of the gospel, tell people that our works may be able to go into vain. In short, he was saying our works may actually go to nothing. What does it mean when someone says our works may go to nothing? It may mean someone who is brought up in faith, if they are not careful, they can fall from faith. Someone who is a firm believer, if they are not careful, because of how situations can hit them so hard, they can say, you know what, I've done with this. I've heard people denounce their Christianity because they didn't receive the certain miracle. I've seen people withdraw from faith. Someone who was a serious prayer warrior withdraw from faith, begin to start smoking, drinking, and say, this God doesn't exist. Why? Because when they were in a tough situation, they didn't know how to handle it. But here's where the most dangerous part is. The Bible says in the last days, many will fall from faith. The word many is not exaggerated. It's, word, it's, it's many. Now if the word many, or rather if the Bible says many are going to fall from faith, this is just to show you that of course in the last days there's going to be serious situations. And so if there's going to be serious situations, we have to ensure that people stand firm. We have to ensure and teach people how to be strong in tough situations. Glory to God. We have to learn. We have to learn to build that stamina. We have to learn to build that strength to go through 
any difficult situation. Somebody say, I am strong. You sound like you're weak. Somebody say, I am strong. I am strong. That's beautiful. And so, what is happening in this world is that we are seeing a lot of people, including believers, face difficult circumstances. And so, what we are experiencing and what people are experiencing categorizes pain, frustration, anger, depression, and these things are real. You'll be shocked, this is a believer getting to say, I want to kill myself. Last week after service, somebody texted me and says, Pastor, is it a good idea if I die today?
Sometimes we will begin to say Christianity is just a dark religion. I've heard so many people say that. Someone once came to me and said, How come being a Christian is so hard? And I was shocked because I've never known that living outside God is actually easy. Because I actually realized that living outside God is death. How is death easy? So he says, no, Christianity is so hard. I don't know why these things are happening to me. But one thing you've got to know is that trials, temptations, are not only going to come to the saints. The Bible shows us something in Revelation 3 verse 10. Let's look at it. It shows us how not only the saints are going to go through things, but it shows us that there is something called an hour of trial. Okay, yes. It says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon what? It says the believers. It says, the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. So, situations will not come only to believers. But listen, when he's talking about the hour, the hour of trial, which is a topic for another day, it says, you will be preserved from it. So it's not about the believers or just Christians suffering. No, 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 no. There is, there is, there are trials and tests that will come to all people, regardless of your race, regardless of your tribe, or whatsoever. But the fact that we are believers, there is a certain truth that we should get to learn and understand that will keep us standing advantaged in these hard and tough situations. And so today, I want us to learn what we're going to do in hard times. How do we deal with hard times? Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. Just, just to show you a few things. We are looking at that. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. Look at this. The Bible says, For our light affliction. Notice it's been talking about affliction. I thank God it's calling it light. <laughs> it says, For our light affliction. Now listen to this. This is where this, this is where everyone should know. It says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, affliction has no power to stand forever in your life. It has no power. So no matter how hard it hits, no matter how it really frustrates you, the Bible says, it is but for a moment. Which is but for a moment is working. See that? It is working for us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So it's showing us that when believers go through certain things, it is actually for a moment and that it is working for us and that there is an exceeding 
an eternal weight of glory that awaits us. But whilst we are in a place of expectation and waiting for manifestation, if you do not know how to handle this, you might have frustration. So we need to learn how to deal with this. There's an expectation, we are waiting also for a manifestation. But in between expectation and manifestation, we have to ensure there is no frustration. Because if there is frustration, it might affect your expectation. Or rather, it might affect your manifestation. Have you ever wondered why the psalmist says, May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be pleasing unto your sight. It actually shows us that there is a certain way if we get to speak and if we get to uh, meditate certain things in our life. It is possible some things may be acceptable and it is possible some things may not be acceptable. And so we need to really be careful in that area. Give us John 16 verse 33. I just want to show you a few things concerning affliction. Concerning tough times. We've already said number one, it is for a moment. And it is working for us. This is Jesus. And he says, these things I have spoken to you. You see, for us believers, it has already been revealed to us. It is different from, you know, the people in the world. They don't know how things actually come. The Bible says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, you will have troubles. The Bible says, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In short, the Bible says, when you face tribulations and troubles, it's be of good cheer. Suffer with joy. That's what he's saying. Suffer with joy. Face hard times with joy. Why are you facing them with joy? Because he has overcome the world. And why? It is just but for a moment. Yeah. Glory to God. So how do we deal with difficult situations? How do we deal with tough times? Number one, we need to stay firm. Stay firm. Stay firm. To stay firm is to be in a place where you do not allow anything to shake you. To stay firm is what the Bible reveals concerning David. He says, I will not be shaken even though bad news comes. That's what staying firm is. And so we're going to go on staying firm and I want us to look at the book of Job and see a man by the name of Job who actually faced a difficult situation, who faced a tough time. However, the Bible reveals to us how he actually handled it. Let's look at Job chapter number 1 and verse 1 to 3. I want us to first understand who Job is. So we're looking at Job. The Bible says, there was a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was blameless, upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. Listen, look at just the description, first of all. 
It says this man was blameless. He was upright. He was a good man. The Bible says he was one who feared God and shunned evil. The kind of people that we pray for. I want a what? A God what? Fear a man. Job is here. But then the Bible goes on to show us something beautiful in the next verse. They are not done with Job. It says, and he had seven sons and three daughters were born to him. This is good. Then it says, also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 5,000 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all the people in the east. That's so finish. You are the God-fearing man and the greatest man of, of, of all the people in the east. This is the perfect man. Hallelujah. Now, this man that was blameless, this man that had possessions, this man that was rich, this man that had a great household, the Bible shows us something about him. And what is it that the Bible shows us about him? He faced a tough situation. Hey, hey. He had it all. But then he faced a tough situation. Job 1 verse 13. The Bible says, Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their mother's brother's house. Yes? And a messenger came to Job and said, this is a situation that came, that was unforeseen. It just came and says, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabines raided them and took them away, indeed they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword and I alone have escaped to tell you. So in short, a servant came to report and says, your servants were killed. Next verse. Then the Bible says, while he was still speaking, another one also came and said, the fire of God from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Imagine, the first time, a servant brings bad news. Before he finishes, another one brings bad news. Next verse. While he was still speaking, another also came and says the Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels and took them away. Yes, killed the servants with the edge of the spirit. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Three people already, while he was still speaking. Some of us, just when the second one comes, we say, ah, how are you? No, 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 no. Why all this bad news? I'm guessing this is not good. The baby now starts rising. But already three people have already told Job something. Next verse. While he was still speaking, my goodness, another also came and says, your sons and 
daughters were eating and drinking in their oldest brother's house. Yes, what happened to your sons and daughters? And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they are dead. Huh. Job's sons and daughters died. After receiving information that your possessions gone, after receiving information, information that your servants gone, then he receives information that your sons and daughters are gone. Ah, I love to put myself in people's situations sometimes and I say, how am I going to deal with such a thing? How would I deal with such a dark situation? I told the Lord, I said, hey, Lord, that one, for this, especially this last one, I need serious strength. I need it. Seriously. If it's some of you say, ah, if everyone has gone, I should also go. What is the point? Yeah. But the Bible shows us that even after Job received all this news concerning his possessions, concerning his children, verse 20, the Bible shows us something very awkward that Job did. And Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshipped. Ah, no, 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 Different situations. 
And how we respond to such situations also gets to expose our strength. If I maybe went for an interview, you were not caught discouraged, broken. Say, what is happening? The anointing over my life is not working. You say to yourself, ah, Lord, please, what is this? I'm frustrated. Is this what I signed them for? The man went to pray to the Lord, but we've been trained to cry against the Lord. Immediately a hard situation comes in our life. The first thing we know, boom, put on your status. And a failure. Facebook, it goes, ah, these things. These things are tough. And then you are exposing your situation to creation who can't change anything. There's a reason why God is called creator. There's a reason why God is called Father. Because Father means source. But not only does it mean source, it means sustain. So anything where you find, where you source a blessing from, He has the power to sustain. He has the power to correct. So every time a system in your life is not working, you know where to run. Don't run to Facebook. Don't. Don't. And some of you, because you run to Facebook, everyone knows. If it's a headache, everyone knows. It's just a headache. Hey, no, I feel like today is my last day. I'm seeing white. I don't know why. Now, I'll tell you this. There's, of course, there's, there's not really a problem with expressing yourself, but especially if you're a believer, if you're always negative with the way you express yourself, no unbeliever will run to you when they are in a tough situation. Because they know when they say what's up. I'm telling you. Sometimes even when things are hard, you don't necessarily need to post it. You don't necessarily need to show everyone and say, I'm suffering. Oh, things are hard. Oh, whatsoever. No, 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 no. Just go back to the Lord. Because when you are worshiping Him, the Bible says, cast your cares and your burdens upon me. He says, come unto me, those that are weary and are heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. That moment where it's tough for you, get on your knees and say, Lord, I give myself away. You give it to God. Take away this pain. Run to him. That is the only way you are going to be firm. Have you observed what the Bible says? Do not worry about anything. But it says through prayer and supplication, make your requests known to the Father. Then the Bible says, and the peace of God, which surpasses understanding. Do you know why it surpasses understanding? It's because the same peace of God which is going to come upon your life, People are not going to understand how you are facing a tough situation, but you are smiling. Hey. Yes, there are going to be tough situations. Yes, there are going to be tough times. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2, please give us something. 
with painful boils from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. Imagine after you faced a dark time in your life, you went to church, enjoyed it. You go back home, you expected something better. Look at this. He struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. Hey, in that moment where you're facing a tough time, you've declared that he is the healer, but you've not yet experienced your healing. Will your confession change? Or are you going to say, Lord, you are still the healer, even though I'm still feeling the pain? Verse 8. And he took for himself a post a portion with which to scrap himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. Yes, this verse. Then look at this. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Come on, curse God and I'm telling you, there are certain situations that you can face in life. And if you are not careful, those around you will provoke you. And they are going to tell you, ah, you are still worshiping God. Ah, you still go to church. And they are, look, look, look at this. You are busy raising your hands. You are busy saying, I receive. Hey, what is happening to you? Look, look. Here's God. Here's God. It's just a pity that the one who wants to give him this advice was his body. Marry well. Because they are supposed to be eat together. Because when Job is worshipping God, as it was revealed in, in, in Job 1 verse 20, the wife was also supposed to kneel down with him. When he receives boils, Whatsoever trouble, whether small or big, 
The question is, do we stand firm? Are we going to allow any situation to harass our confidence in God? Something that you really think about. Again, again, it's something to say, Lord, increase my stamina to stand firm in any trying moment. Losing your children is not easy. But I always say it happened to him. But because this man stayed firm, and of course, Job reached to a place where he was so overwhelmed. He was so tired. But I thank God that he still looked to God as a solution. He still looked to God as one who can change his life. And because he was firm, and also had a company of people that helped him to be firm. The Bible then shows us something in Job chapter 42, verse 10. Imagine, in the chapter 1, he was hit hard. And then he seems to receive an answer in chapter 42. That just shows you how he went through something. Chapter 42. The Bible says, And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. If you're already the greatest when you had one portion, what more when you had double portion? Won't you not be the greatest in the north, the south, and the west? Remember what the Bible says. It shows us that there is a greater weight of glory that awaits us in the moments that we are facing troubles. It shows us that there is a greater glory that is yet to be revealed in that moment where we are waiting for a certain manifestation. But what do we need to do? Hold on. And the Bible shows us because this man held on to God, he held on to his source, he held on to someone who could change his situation. The Bible says God restored Job's losses. And it says, indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had. Listen, if it had, it, it doesn't matter whether it's true. 42 chapters later, but he was restored. But it also shows us the nature of God. It shows us when God restores, he restores beyond what we actually lost. He restores beyond our present troubles. Since we gave him twice as much. Twice as much, that's big. Imagine if Job was a billionaire and then you reward twice as much as of the billionaire. What do you mean? That? (laughs) 
they, they, they show us this tool. So the Bible says he was restored of his losses. The job 42 was told. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. Yes, next verse. He also had seven sons and three daughters.
Abraham to Abraham. He changed his name. And what does Abraham mean? Abraham means to be a father of many. Now imagine how very interesting and very funny it is because how is it that you can be called a father of many when you don't even have one child? He had no child at that point. God comes to him. Oh, imagine, imagine, imagine. I, and I know that's how it is sometimes for some of you. In your toughest times, in your toughest times, you find that you are so broke. And then someone comes, and the minister of the gospel comes to you and says, You are a billionaire. There is great money for you. You will feel my Guys, I'm setting. I'm telling you. You're telling me that my pockets are loaded. As I'm speaking to you right now, I don't even know how I'm going to go home. And you're telling me I'm a billionaire. And even when they tell you I'm your billionaire, you can tell that your amen is infected with doubt. I receive. You will go far in life. Why? Because your, your, your current situation is harassing your faith. It is harassing your confidence. Why are you, why are you telling me I'm going by in life? I mean, we become so tired. If someone says, your miracle is around the corner, now you are so tired and you say, please just show me the corner. <laughs> Which corner? Just show me. I know how it feels. And then God tells Abraham that you are a father of many nations, yet the man has literally no child. Year number one, zero. Year number two, zero. Are you telling me you, you would not go back to God and say, hey, God, you said a child, you said father. But you know, I'm getting old now. Abraham was in this place. He only had this child, but after 25 years, which was so that. But now look at what Romans chapter 14, verse 9, 4, verse 19 shows us. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now listen to this. The Bible shows us something. The Bible shows us that Abraham was not weak in faith. And then he did not consider his own body already dead. What does that mean? His body was weak, but his faith was not weak. His body, in fact, it wasn't with dense, 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 already dense. Since what? He was a hundred years old. Now listen, not only that, the Bible says, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, not by age, she was buried. <laughs> but the Bible says, he did not consider, he did not consider, in short, his reality was dead. But what he was looking at was not the dead part. He 
is looking at Father of many nations. Yeah. Father of many nations. There are times where God is going to call you a father. Maybe he called like he called him father of many nations. But the current state of affairs is that you are not a father. You nothing, nothing. But what are you going to look at? Are you going to look at your situation or are you going to look at what God says? But remember, the Bible says this. It says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, my word is established. Now listen to this. When the Bible says, out of the mouth of two and three witnesses, my word is established, it means reality number one, witness. Reality number two, witness. But remember, the word is only established if there's a minimum of two witnesses. So whatever you look at, you become the deciding witness. And then it's going to be established. So if you if you are going to look at me, I'm dead. Your current situation dead, then you become a witness and it's established. But the Bible says he considered not his own body, meaning the witness of his body was alone because he decided to partner with the word of God. Hey, he decided to partner with the word of God. He became a deciding witness.
You say that, but what if I'm in that tough situation? How do I maintain my faith? Yes, go back to the word of God because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Trust in Him and say, Lord, you are my strength. Trust in Him and say, my faith will never fail. Trust in Him and say, Lord, I know I'll be upheld by your victorious right hand. Glory to God. Number three. Keep waiting on God. So number one, I said remain firm. Number two, keep the faith. Number three, wait on God. Wait on God. The Bible in James chapter number one, verse two. This time when we're talking about waiting on God, we're going to look at a man by the name of Joseph. This man waited on God. And we actually see him actually receive a great result, obviously in Genesis chapter number 50, somewhere there. However, let's look at James chapter number 1 verse 2. We're talking about waiting on God. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Next verse. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete. Lucky nothing. Now, this is a beautiful scripture. The Bible says, when you face hard, hard times, be joyful. Count it all joy. It sounds like a very funny thing. Pooh. Hey, you've not been accepted for that job. The glory to God. Are you serious? Glory to God. Hey, you've not gotten that job. Ah, glory to God. Because the Bible says, count it all joy when you face trials. Then it shows us that while we are patient and our faith is tested, something is being produced. Then, I love this scripture, it says, but let patience have its perfect work. What does that mean? Don't interrupt the process. Don't in let patience have its perfect work, please. Let it have its perfect work. And it says that you may be perfect and complete. Lacking nothing. So in that situation, in that trial, Sometimes when you want to cut off the process, you are cutting off something that the Lord is doing. Now, why does it say let faith, let patience have its perfect good? It actually means that sometimes when we go through trials, then we are being refined by the Lord. Sometimes fire that we walk through and pass through is not fire to burn us, but fire to refine us. Because the Bible says, let it have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. This is what happened to Joseph. Ah, this man went through a lot. Imagine, it's not like he did any evil. The only 
thing he did was share his dream. You just share your plans for this nation. You just share your visions. People already attack you. You just share that you want to open a boutique. You just share something good you want to do. Even a contribution. I want to contribute towards the church building. Hypocrites, do not. Giving all this money, trying to show us that you are mad. Joseph was in this situation just by sharing a dream. His own brothers hated him. He hated him. He went through persecution. Now tell me, what kind of prayer are you going to make for your brother? Because you only know how to kill witches, but concerning your family, how are you going to kill him? How are you going to pray? Sometimes, some of you are facing things Facing a kind of persecution, it may be even from your family or those that are close to you. But in such moments, you need to let patience have its perfect work. Sometimes you need to go through it. Joseph went through it. Very interesting, he was sold as a slave. In as much as your soul as a slave, he thought perhaps there's going to be a situation that is going to bring out something good. So does a slave, the next thing he's now become a prisoner. How do you graduate from slavery to become a prisoner? There's, there you can't even see any progress whatsoever. For many people, they will say, I am guest, clearly. But how is it that? Why is this man is a slave? The Bible says when he was working in the house of Potiphar, he worked so well, very, very well, that he was liked. The Bible also shows us when he was in prison, the guy was so good that even in prison he found favor. How do you find favor in prison? He had favor with many people liked him. Ah, one Jose. And whilst he was in prison, the Bible shows us how you can actually tell someone who's given up. Because when you give up on God, you give up on every other thing. You give up on God, you give up on your gift, you give up on your vision, everything. But guess what? In prison, the man was interpreting dreams. I had a dream. Bring it, bring it. In fact, the dream that he interpreted, he did. Someone did not say, sir, please interpret. He said, you saw someone. Said, Why do you look like that? No, I didn't. Come, let me interpret it. He interpreted a dream accurately. Got him a solution and says, You, you're going to come out of prison. How can a man who's in prison be giving a key to someone to come out from prison? Ah. Ordinarily, you would expect today if you had. Five quarter. You only five quarter. Are you sure you will give it to someone? Obviously, you will use it for something. But Joseph, whilst he waited on the Lord, he began to serve others. He began to be a solution to others. And the Bible shows us that later on, 
because of his consistency and his service, Pharaoh demanded of him. Now tell me, if Joseph did not use his gift in prison, how was Pharaoh going to demand for him? <laughs> Sometimes when we face hard times, we stop doing things. Ah, you know what? I've stopped doing this. Let me, let me, let me just neglect this. Let me just neglect that until I sort out myself. But Joseph, while he's in prison, he was still committed. He was still interpreting gifts and uh, dreams. And if he did not interpret a dream, Pharaoh would not have demanded for him. Then how was he going to come out? Thank God that he really waited on God. And after doing so, the Bible actually shows us that he was lifted out from prison and he became second in command Egypt. Because someone waited on the Lord. I want us to read a scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. For us, let's go to Romans 8, verse 18 first. Romans 8, verse 18. We're talking about waiting on the Lord. It says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. He was saying, yes, these sufferings that I'm experiencing right now, they are not worthy compared to the glory that is going to be revealed. So before the glory is revealed, what do we do? We need to wait on the King of glory. We need to wait on the Lord. We need to wait and trust. Even though one we were waiting like Joseph in prison, he was, he, he was waiting and waiting and waiting. But we need to always say, Oh Lord, you are worthy. Oh Lord, you are wonderful. Whilst we are waiting for glory to be revealed in us, what are we doing? What are we saying? What are we declaring? Whilst we are waiting for our situation to turn around, what is our declaration? Oh my. I'm speaking to somebody today. Somebody that is facing present sufferings. But I want you to know that your present sufferings are not worthy to be compared. When it says it's not worthy to be compared, it means it doesn't match up to the reward that is coming. It, it can't even be in the same category. You can't compare. There's a glory that gets to be revealed in us. But what is why in that suffering? Someone says, While I'm waiting, I'm getting stronger. My faith is rising, and I Something you're doing. 
towards no matter what. And it's something that Joseph did. It took time, but wait. He never stopped waiting. And he received that glorious result. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse 8. Show yourself. The Bible says we are hard priests. Ah. Give us up and Struck down to the ground, we are never stopped. 
struck out. And we are never destroyed. That means a knockdown is not a knockout. A knockdown is not a knockout. That moment you are struck to the ground, what do you know? I'm getting back up. I'm getting back up. I'm getting back up. It says blood and blood all you want. Nothing will come of it. 
complain and say, oh, what is the, why is it that the world is different from me? Why is it that me as a believer, I'm suffering like this? There is a different material that you have made up of, which the world is not really made up of. They are more in whatsoever circumstance, in whatsoever time, time, you've got to ensure to stand firm. You've got to ensure to wait on the Lord. You've got to ensure to keep your faith because glory is yet to be revealed within And it is not compared to your present suffering. The last thing you need to do as you rise up to your feet Justice. What do we learn about that? The power of 
Abraham. Let us stand firm like Job. Let us wait for the Lord like Joseph. And let us persevere like Elijah. And when we do so, eventually we are going to see the manifestation of our desire. I don't know what you've been praying for. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what has been going through your life. I don't know what situation you are going through right now. But today I want you to make a contrast with yourself. No matter what I go through, I will not give up. Sign it. Give it unto the Lord. I want you to make a decision and say, doubt, you will not harass my confidence in God. I want you to make a situation and say, lack, you will not harass my confidence in God. I want you to make a decision and say, Just engage. Just begin to engage. 